0: Hey everyone, my name's <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. Right. Hey badge, everyone. Badge. My my name's Kieran. Welcome to the What Upcast. The reason we're laughing is because you have only been hearing us speaking now for about five seconds, ten seconds, but we've actually been talking for the guts of about ten minutes, but somebody forgot to hit record on Daniel's tracks. So we're back once again and I'm joined by Mr. Daniel Ferry. <laughs>
1: Am I back at it again, again?
0: You're back at it again, again? You're actually back at it now, what is it, three times in one night? This is nuts. It's the make-up for last oh. week, you see.
1: We'll talk about things that no one will ever know. it was just be between me and you.
0: That, that was just that was me and your wee personal podcast, you know what I mean? Just for ourselves.
1: So I, I will go into it again. Right, so, that's uh, grand. Let's
0: just back <laughs> up again. Let's explain where we were and back up where we Let's left. let back all.
1: up. Um... So uh, we were talking about how busy we are coming into uh, the retails and how everything's picking up and it's going to be crazy, oh, but don't man. worry, we're going to we're going to be back at it again. Um, we did miss an episode last week, uh, many apologies for that. A lot of people messaged me, Kieran, actually, thinking that was it, it was done. It
0: was only, um, it, there, there were some extenuating circumstances uh, mm-hmm. out, like outside of the podcast that... We're just yeah. preventing us from recording for a week. So uh, luckily uh, we're all sorted now. Everything's all back up and running again and we can get back to doing our our weekly podcast again. And as you were saying, coming up to Christmas now, this is where we have to cement our routines on again because Christmas time yeah. is just yeah. insane. We're going to be just so busy Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely with, with work Christmas time now. That was what I was saying the last time around as well is that most people know it's Christmas by like, seeing the coke ads on tv or whatever everyone has their own wee like you know marker of like when it's christmas time mines is just whenever the work just kicks on like crazy high gear you just know like yep that's it. we're now in full-on christmas mode but uh you were saying it's... that you uh, had a trip the banger this week so uh
1: yeah so i'll uh so you can leave me on that because i, I want to
0: hear about this trip
1: so i am um... Have you ever heard? The ex- can I haven't asked you this question yet, so you'll have to answer it. Here we go, Brandon. <laughs> have you ever heard of the expression lefty when it comes to driving? Lefty? So I've never right- heard that question before. What is the expression well, lefty? So you're either a lefty or a righty, and I only heard this recently. So apparently, if you're a lefty, you stick to the left-hand lane where you're driving, which is classified as the quote-unquote slow lane. Yeah. And the righty is the fast lane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very much a lefty. Um, I'm just very comfortable driving at the legal required limits. Um, but I'm the kind of guy on a motorway. If the motorway says seventy, I do six to eight. You know, I, I just, always I keep a wee bit. Don't I give yourself bit of leeway. I, 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 I could probably tell you a handful of times I've been in fifth gear in my car. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't like being in fifth gear. I'm just not comfortable being in fifth gear. Um, I just don't know what it is. I think it's psychological. Uh, I think it stems back to the car accident that I actually had about four years ago uh, in Craigavon. Uh, It was my complete naivety um, that I listened to someone who gave me the worst advice ever, but it's not their fault because I listened to their worst advice ever, so it's more on me, not on them. Because if someone said, you know, Kieran, go and test that fire. You're not going to do it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, well that's you see because they don't have a dog in the fight advice is dead easy to give if, if they're not you know if they're not gonna so, like have any problems if it goes wrong do you know what I mean
1: so for context for my accident I was told I was going to go get petrol and I was like where's the quickest because I didn't know the area It was Craig they were like, I was like where's the quickest place to get petrol and they're like oh you go down here and you go left and it's a one way street and I was all bright and I was all right no worries how do I get back she's and the gears all right you can go on the motorway and you have to take this exit and this exit next exit but it'll take you about 25 minutes or nobody comes down that road that one-way street so just drive up but it and it's a it's two-way anyway so if someone does you can just squeeze over and you'll be fine everybody does it all the time
0: uh, like it was like a wee and slip road up, thing like a wee tiny wee yeah. kind of eye.
1: So I was up, happy days went down got petrol did the thing happy days turn back up the one-way street and as I started driving up, there was like four cars coming towards me. And I was all, shit. So I did the thing where I, I kind of went on the little wee slip load at the side. And what I should have just done is kind of maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Should I reverse? I don't know. Maybe that would be more dangerous. But I was driving on the slip road and I was driving very slow. And I was all, shit, shit, what have I done? What have I done? But then on the slip load, a car was driving towards me. And the car wasn't driving fast by any stretch of imagination. It was driving, i say, by 20 miles an hour. And there was a solid 10 seconds of distance between my car and their car. And when you do things in a panic, I, I, I don't know what you would have done in this situation, but I just stopped my car and put my handbrake on yeah, and had my hazards, those uh, lights on. And I probably, I just kind of sat there accepting that this car was going to hit me. It was strange and I was just like, right. And then at the five second mark, I blasted my horn, and they they were literally a second away from hitting me. And they swear uh, sorry swerved away at the last second, and they took off my wing mirror completely. Yeah. And then uh, they were at the side of the road, and uh, I just kind of sat there, and I was all for fuck's sake, like annoyed about the fact that my wing mirror had gone. <laughs> rather than being like relieved, I was annoyed about my wing mirror. And then for a I'll, I'll, for a second, I thought I could just drive on, like right?
0: I know it, <laughs> the 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 thought always pops into your head. We are all. I reckon I could. I
1: reckon I could just drive. I'll be all right. Look. <laughs> so I, I got out in the car. I went over to the car again, and then I, 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 I looked in the windscreen, but there were like you know it was like black tinted glass. Aye. And so I couldn't see him. So I was waiting for fucking Dwayne Johnson or something. They rolled down the windscreen. So like, what the fuck are you doing? But then I noticed on the other end, um, the passenger seat had opened the car door and uh, she was on the phone already to the police. And right. uh, I was just like, listen, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that it's completely my fault. Is everyone OK? And then the the driver rolled down there with the screen and they were also on the phone to the police. Right. So both of them are on the phone to the place. And I just said to the passenger, "As all, listen, both of you don't need to ring the police. She's on the phone. She's the driver. That's fine. So she's talking to the police and she's saying that she hasn't spoken to me at all at this point. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not hurt. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah, I'm not hurt. Uh, okay. And she's on the policeman wants to speak to you. And the policeman, I go, hello. And he's all, the policeman verbatim goes, hi, are you hurt? I was right. like, oh, no. You have you haven't been drinking, have you? No. Right, just exchange insurance information.
0: I um, call it there, just. Uh,
1: but like, I will like if I was I wasn't drinking, but like let's just say I was, I would have went no. <laughs> just
0: I just no. I'm never
1: going to say yes in that question.
0: Are you drinking? I, I so, am absolutely rattled. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> <I> absolutely, jumped. Hey, <laughs> yes, I am. Fucking, you know me. Hey, on my ears.
1: So, uh. Exchanged experience information. Uh, I left, and that was grand. Uh, what made it worse, um, I was very shook up after it. Um, went back into the shop, and I was all gear, I, well, I was just in a car accident, following your advice. But again, it's not her fault. It's my fault for, not, for being so stupid, listening. If I told you now, to drive up a one-way street the opposite direction, you wouldn't do it. I uh, you well, think twice like Oh I did like- <laughs> <laughs> well I did, well, did cuz I'm a fucking idiot and I just <laughs> trusted the girl I'm just a fucking idiot So um this is what you missed last week this is the rambles of a man. um <laughs> this is so- it you
0: see whenever we're we're apart for longer than like our designated apart time it just it's just all all the crack has to be all all laid out straight away you have to get you have to catch yeah. up like
1: so what made it worse then is that I, I decided then, you know, so the the, the guy who's working these all you need to go get your wing mirror fixed. Hi. And I, I promise I'll get back to the point in a second. I just want I just think I have to tell a story now to land. Um, so I went to Halfords and they're like, no, we can't fix that. You need to go to a mechanic. Hmm. And I was all like, oh, shit. And again, I'm in a I, I'm in a place I don't know. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go home to my local mechanic. Just gonna go home. Aye. So I dr- I drive the car without a wing mirror on my driver's side <laughs> from Craig Avon to Derry, and uh, it gets worse. So ninety percent of the phone t- call, I'm sorry, ninety percent of the time driving back, I'm very rattled. I shouldn't be driving because I think I'm suffering from a wee bit of shock, and. uh, I'm talking to my wife on the Bluetooth, chatting away, so she should just keep me distracted. I'm just talking about rubbish, t- talking about nothing,
0: effectively. Just, just, just keeping your mind
1: taken over, just? And I'm on the motorway, and my 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 side window, I'm doing about 70 at this point, if not a wee bit more, uh, smashes completely on top of me. Jesus. Caves in whilst I'm driving. And I literally, and it was a part of the motorway where it was pitch black. You could not see a thing. All you could see was headlights of cars coming towards you, cars coming behind you. And it was probably the most scariest thing I've ever seen in my life because I didn't know where I was. It was like Stone Cold Steve Austin came in, in the back of the car. <laughs> His was music literally just kicked in. Sp- uh, it was literally the music kicked in and I was covered in glass. Uh, literally on a motorway. Uh, emergency brake hazard lights on, absolutely shit myself. I thought somebody threw a stone through the car. I don't know what happened later on. I found out that when that car hit my wing mirror, it cracked the glass underneath. Oh, and as you and were driving, then it fucking. And as it, I was driving, was yeah. So, again, solid things happen when you're in shock. So, I get to a, like a lay by. And I assess the damage, and I, you know, I'm using the torch on my phone, and I figure out what's happened, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> right. I, I look back laughing now, but when I got home, I cried my eyes out. It was horrible. But uh, I, uh, what did I do? So I had no wing mirror and no window. Right, what? <laughs> I I drove on. I got back in my car, put my seatbelt on, and drove on.
0: You got to do it, like.
1: And uh, <laughs> and when I got to like like little towns or little villages, uh, at like ten PM, eleven PM at night, to to eliminate the confusion, why is this guy driving with no wing mirror or no window? I kind of you know leaned my arm out the edge of a window like as if it was, if it was put on, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: it's cracker. That's every time I'm all right, hey. So, what's the crack? <laughs> you <getting all> <laughs> oh, God,
1: your wing? Someday, that? I,
0: I, know, what hey. are you talking about? I don't need one, am I? I just stick <laughs> a head out and look behind me. I'm all right. And
1: then uh, at one point, I swear to God, this is true. I swear to God, that true. At one point then, it started raining really badly. Like oh, torrential. Jesus. This
0: sounds like the worst day
1: ever. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I had to sit in the car driving with my hood up. So... <laughs> You oh, you have Jesus. this guy driving through your city with it passing down rain with his hood up on the car and his arm out the window
0: <laughs> like Jack a fucking lad going down
1: the street. <laughs> What's this, this so, uh, boy? This is actual w- man? This is why I am a slow driver. Now I think I have PTSD from it, and uh, I I there's something about motorways. Even when I was traveling to you a couple of weeks ago, there's just something about motorways. I'm just real. I think it, tri- it triggers that memory of, you know, having the emergency at break on a motorway and the fear of a car running behind me and things like that. Um, but I digress. So I was told I had to travel to Bangor for work and people who work with me know what I'm like yeah. and they were like, okay, have you ever drove to Bangor before? I was like, no, it's it's, out, it's nowhere near Belfast. They were like, no, it's no. past Belfast. Uh, and it's, I it's all past. I oh uh, no. about that. I, mean. I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, no. So I was told, okay, when you're when you come into Belfast, you have to come off like a slip road, Mm -hmm. and there's six lanes. Yes. In order for you to get to Bangor, you have to go to the fifth lane. Aye. Do not, and I was told, do not go onto the sixth lane because that's the fast lane, and they will eat you alive if you're not going like (laughs) 90 a mile an hour. (laughs) And I was all right, okay. Shit yourself to the okay. Uh, so I come off the slip road and I'm like, right, this is it. This is my WrestleMania moment, time to shine. Yes. And it was literally like a game. Of, it was like a game of Frogger. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It took me a solid twenty minutes to get into the lane. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. And I was I was doing the the good protester or the good driver fine where i was checking my blind spot and you know, indicating to all the drivers. Not one bastard would let me pass. They're like, nope. Nope, nope. Nah, sometimes and you just ide- get a bad I, run. It. I eventually got under the fifth lane, and I was sweating, Kieran, sweating. <laughs> oh my god, the sweat was dripping out. Of my head. I don't need to go to the gym. I just drive a motorway. That's a- and uh, <laughs> so I eventually get under the fifth lane. So I say myself, Right, I did it. I got it. I'm on the fifth lane. Brilliant brilliant i'm on the fifth lane right 70 miles an hour stay in this lane do not go in the sixth lane because it's the fast lane Um, see because i was doing 70 miles an hour cars behind me were beeping at me and blasting their horn and shake so i had to go faster right so yes the sixth lane was the faster lane but if you want to do the the, the 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 proper speed nope nope it's not good enough i'm like and i i just i refused i was like nope i'm doing 70 so people who land on the fuff lane, we're going on the sixth lane, they overtake me the and key. go back on the fast lane. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Madness. So sick.
1: uh crazy, crazy. So uh that was my week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's crazy. Uh
1: my week How do you, How do you, you top lad? I oh, know well, I I don't <laughs> to be
0: honest. My, <laughs> my week uh, I got uh, we we were sorting cards all week. That's pretty much it. <laughs> sorting cards we and sending orders, thing. and uh, we love and, it. And playing Flash and Blood. Oh, it was great. My thumbs are killing me, but you know, this is the it's the price you pay. Like, but I hey, fucking hell! What a what a what a week you've had, hey? It's absolutely mad.
1: Oh, so that that actually happened four years ago. But this is the thing: as as this podcast goes on, you'll find mad ramblings, uh, of. As we go along, so I have many, many more stories, but I don't know what they are until I I forget I get a thought triggered. Um, Something just brings it all uh, back for you. We should do more of these kind of shows where they're just, instead of just focusing on games all week, just do this. I'll just, I'll just, we do get a, I'll just just, look up like a random
0: word generator or something like that there and (laughs) just like grab a word and just say to you like something and just see exactly (laughs) what random story comes out. Cause you know we've been friends for fucking way too long now, <laughs> been for fucking ages we're lifers now. Like, but like, uh, and you're still not out of stories. So I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's coming. I don't think it's coming to an end anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Uh, cause I because uh, I uh, um, my cousin messaged me there last week. Shout out to my boy Pete, who's written like eighteen novels. Uh, he's all you should do a, you know, a, a podcast. About the 90s and the dairy, uh, and you know what the 90s were like in dairy. And you no, know, that sounds great in paper, but my 90s and dairy were N64. That's what <laughs> we're doing, really, if you think about it, <laughs> uh, playing N64 and afraid to talk to Uyghurs. I, <laughs> that's, that's pretty
0: favorite. much it. I mean, <laughs> the, con- the consoles changed, the people changed, but I mean, it was pretty much the same thing, like, do you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Just it's the way so, through. Is it, right, that's is is what I'm thinking. About. So
0: is it jingle time? I think it might be jingle time. Let's do it.
1: Breaking news?
0: And we're back in the room. My goodness, what a fantastic jingle that was. So, um,
1: speaking of jingle, jingle do, you, do you have any breaking news? Oh, and I have some limited... Limited breaking news, but don't you worry; it's it's fresh. Nice, it's, uh, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh, fresh, not fresh. about the
0: quantity; it's about the quality. Get let's, let's Exactly.
1: Well, the, the the final one i will leave it to the very end because I think it's going to be our main biting point. Because right, no worries, I've been I've been eager to talk to you about it for quite some time, but we'll get to it. I mean, so, before we do get to it, let
0: me just remind everybody that if you want to submit a question to us on the One cast, you could do so by going to One cast or, so, Jesus, that's how long, but been to see take a week off, it falls apart, by going <laughs> to anchors.fm slash 1upcast, or going to our Twitter, you can uh, reach me on Twitter at Harry Atomic YT. you can reach Daniel on Twitter at Ferryman5000, or you can go to our brand new, well it's not really brand new anymore, it's just our Twitter now, 1up underscore cast, that's O-N-E-U-P underscore. Underscore cast, and you can submit a question to us, and we could chat about it later on the show. Or you can submit some topics, some breaking news, whatever you feel you would like to hear on the show. But anyways, the time the time for talking is not. Well, it's not actually done. It's now. The time for talking is now. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your 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 breaking news topic?
1: Fresh, fresh, fresh breaking news. So PlayStation Plus games for November have been announced, and they are shit. Yes. So. <laughs> So I, maybe in the PlayStation fanboy, I was hoping, you know, Your, November, some great, some great games. Game Pass have just come off the back of uh, Back for Blood, which Kieran hasn't played with me yet. Everyone, so tweet them, no, tweet him, fuck get fuck them, get on them, get on them. And then um, they have Halo now coming out as well. Uh, so I thought, right Sony. So they're going to bring out a game. They're going to bring out a big banger. Aye, so that, a, you a, make the PlayStation banger. fans
0: happy. You make them not miss the, the Xbox at all.
1: So they they they've released four games this month. Uh, one was a VR title in celebration of the five year anniversary of the PlayStation VR. So I'm the seven, five free years VR Fuck title. Man. Yeah, there crazy. You. The uh, PlayStation VR title is The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. Right. Uh, which is apparently meant to be a very good game, but I don't have a VR. I purchased VR twice and had the best intention twice to play it. And it was just such a slog to put it together and play it and then unbox it all and put it all away. Like, you spent more time setting it up than you actually did playing it. Uh, it's just, uh, so maybe for, VR too.
0: I, for me, VR was like, the experience itself is is amazing. It's just it's it's the future for me, or it feels yeah. like the future. And you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! It's class." But it seems like every VR experience is built around the idea that it's your first time trying it. If
1: yeah. that makes sense, that's exactly so, right. That's exactly right.
0: So once the shines off the Apple and you're you're used to what VR is like, and you put it on that doesn't really work on you anymore and if there's nothing under yeah. the surface then it doesn't really grab you and i found that i was searching for it felt like i was playing a bunch of vr demos and then it became more yeah. fun they show people vr than it did for me to ever actually play it do you know what i mean yeah people come around you'd be oh you have to try this and you'd see people being like oh my god that's class and you'd be like i mind feeling like that but you wouldn't ever the, the, get the, it
1: again know what i mean the best VR game I ever played was in your house. Um and no one ever talks about it. See when I watch like top ten VR Hi. audio games or whatever. Do you remember it was the contraptions game where you had to build like a car and you had you're literally walking around a 3D environment and you had to build a car or I something I invite crazy. I it was you had a
0: you had to get like it was kinda like the game I can't even fucking even remember the name of it now, but the idea was like there's a game now that people are playing. It's like a bridge constructor or something. It was yeah yeah. It was kind of like that, but you had to build like a wee car, like a wee contraption or whatever to try and get like across a gap or whatever. But yeah. remember, you could like just left all. You could, it was like it was like a wee toy box of pieces that you were left on out. You were building like a wee car, but it was like life size and fronty. Mm-hmm. You're walking around, looking and making sure, and then you would hit the button to make a drive, and then the thing would like veer off to the left and fucking fall apart or something. And you'd t- and you'd re- hit reset and go back and you'd change it. Oh, it was brilliant. It was got there was another oh, VR great. game that was brilliant as well that I just again haven't heard a while lot of talk about. It was a game called Vanishing Realms. And it was pretty much uh, like a Legend of Zelda dungeon crawler, but in VR, where you were like you had your sword and shield, and you potions like on your belt, and you would, and you'd have your bow and arrow and all, and you'd have to sneak around and you know kill wee goblins and all, or you'd have to fight like big skeletons who were basically just stalfos, and. You know, you would just have all of these like Zelda-inspired enemies, but you are run around the wee dungeon. You've got your wee no torch, you are lighting all the wee f- no fires along the way. They light up the areas. Oh, it was brilliant! It was just, and you, you know, you collected gold like around the place to open we treasure chest to get wee upgrades for things, oh, it was brilliant. And it was just one M um, games. It just it it was just uh, it it had something under the surface. Whenever I was playing it, it wasn't that I was playing. A good VR game. It's that I was playing a good game. Do you know what I mean? That was just in yeah. VR. Yeah, and I, oh, it was brilliant. But uh so, what? What were the what were the PS Plus VR titles then? So on the PlayStation Plus side of things,
1: the free PlayStation VR game is Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners, which is getting very good reviews. It's meant to be a fantastic game. Um I've always, I enjoy to, to what you said. I do enjoy VR. Uh, when it works, it's just a slog of putting it together. Actually, last week I seen the Oculus Quest, and I was—I I didn't realize that it was almost like a mobile phone in your head, and you didn't need to set up all these wires and cables. Yeah. Uh, have Have you ever tried the Oculus Quest?
0: No, I've, I, but I've heard, I've heard good things. Because do you know what it was for me? Whenever I started seeing like VR headsets that were self-contained, my initial thought were. Do you know the way that you get some VR back at the very start? Like whenever it was like, oh, VR is like the hot thing. You would get like the wee headset attachments in yeah. like the pine shop. And it would just be like a yeah. phone holder for your face. And you would right, put yeah. it on. And that was it. So I always had this thought. I think I'm just, I think I'm just sullied because I think I've just, I've, I've had too much tat VR headsets like appear. Yeah. That I uh, just anytime I seen one that wasn't like connected to a computer, I always thought, oh, it's just one of them ones. Or it's just it's gonna be the yeah. same quality. But I'm hearing good things about the quest and I'm like, right, so maybe there's something to it. Maybe I need to maybe I need to step back and maybe I need to kind of try it again. But for me, like I, I think that I think you're hundred percent right. I think that a VR headset needs to feel like First of all, it needs to be daddy. It needs to be pick up and play. You need to be able to just yeah. pick it up and use it like a controller. You, don't, you know, there's no faffing about and yeah. messing around and doing this and that and the other uh, yeah. to get it work. It's the only way that it's going to work. The problem with VR, though, and it's the same sort of problem that, like, say, the like I, I don't know how much you've seen of the Virtual Boy, the Nintendo Virtual Boy. One of the big problems with the Virtual Boy was that it was really hard to show it off to people because you had to actually have them around and put on the head. No, like they had to sit and look under the wee head piece and play the game. And even whenever one person was playing, it was like they were removed from a group. Do you know what I mean? Like, There was no multiplayer component because two people couldn't play together unless you had, like, two of the Virtual Boys that were connected together. And it's the same thing with VR headsets. It's just wild hard to show to people. Whenever people are watching what's happening on the screen and you're diving around the room like an idiot, they're not part of the fun. They're just watching you having fun. Do you know what I mean? It's not like another game that, like, even if you're playing a single-player game and I'm sitting (sighs) beside you, I still feel like I'm there and chatting to you and part of the experience we and talking about it, why don't you try doing that there, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You're working on problems together or seeing stuff together. But whenever it's VR and I've got a headset on and you're sitting there, there's not really much else to do. Do you know what I mean? You're just kind of sitting there watching somebody else enjoying themselves and then you're taking turns and it doesn't really feel right. So that's a big problem, I think, for VR that they need to kind of figure a way out of. And I think that having headsets that are like cheap and not tethered, so that you could maybe have two of them and have somebody come around the house and say, oh, you put that on, I'll put this on, we'll have fun, they'll have a bit of crack. Like, I think that's the only way that they're going to do it.
1: Well, I think it's definitely here to stay. I mean, uh, the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation VR sold over 10 million units, which is a substantial amount. Oh, and eh? I think... The Oculus Quest has done very well as well. And I know Steam is rife with PSVR. not PSVR, sorry, Steam is rife with VR games. Yep. Um so it's there's definitely there's definitely an audience for it. And I think as you say, I think it will just continue to grow and evolve. Um I think the true evolution of it is true wireless and it seems to be getting there. Um Aye. well basically we are almost there now, really. Um so Saints and Sinners, a PSVR, check it out, I hear it's great. Uh, the other PlayStation Plus game is a PS3 game remade for PS4 called right. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. I don't know if you ever played that. I only dabbled on it for an hour or two at the time when it came out. It's very, very good. Very I, d- good. I actually um,
0: did play it, but I haven't finished it. Uh, I was looking yeah. for a game one time. I walked up. there. was Somebody was chatting to me back when I was doing like Xbox videos, and I was chatting away on my old Discord. And I said to somebody one time, I was like, Do you know what? And I, I need a game, not like Skyrim, but something that's like yeah. set in the same kind of like high fantasy kind of universe, like, yeah. you know, elves and wizards and scrolls and magic. And uh, like, I just, I, I was in that mood. I think I just, I was fresh off, like i watching every Lord of the Rings extended with Tash and I was just like, I need more and I want something like that. And I'd played, I've played Skyrim to death and I think I just wanted something new. And I went on and somebody was like, oh, like it was before the remaster came out, someone was like, oh, you should play Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. And now I collected free sixty games at the time, so it was lucky enough I already had it. So I went up and grabbed it and brought it down and installed it and then spent the rest of the night just playing through it. And it was brilliant. It was really, really good. And that's I do really, fully intend really to go fun. back again. Yep. But I, geez, so that's I, cla- I actually I, thought I, it was I, an um, Xbox game, but it's both. Yeah, now. Yeah, there yeah, you I, go.
1: I, I think and it was on both then. So the remaster has... uh the, the, Sixty eighths. Yes. So if that's your stack, half I think I will dabble in it again. Um,
0: that's EA uh, as
1: well, on there. That's an EA game, yeah. Strange on so. there. And then the final PlayStation Plus game is a game. Called, oh, sorry, two more games. The ones called Knockout City, which is also an REA game, which is currently on Game Pass. It's that dodgeball kind of Fortnite lucky game. Right. Uh. Yeah. Whatever, and then mm-hmm. there's another game that's a new IP called First Class Trouble. No idea what it is. In fact, it's point and click. Oh, um, I like so, me point and
0: click adventures. Have you ever played that Day of the
1: like, Day of the Tentacle? Never. That's uh, what's his face. Who made that? what you call him? L- it was Lucas yeah but what do you call the guy who made psycho nuts was that not him as well though
0: no uh but he i think he did stuff under lucas or something i don't know i'm not sure but it's ah, okay. uh it's it's the it's in the maniac mansion series there was a game on the NES called maniac mansion and it's the sequel to that but you don't need to have played the original but oh it's brilliant it's just one of them like comedy cartoon like point and click adventures i think it's on game pass it was on it when I played it, so it might still be there. But, oh, it was brilliant. Just one of them classic point-and-click adventures, so I, I buzz off point-and-click. Speaking and, of... I, I, and, sorry, yep. go on, go on before we do, because I'm going to change no, the topic. You, so You you, you,
1: you mentioned uh, Snaz and you just triggered a false when you said classic. Have you... I know you played the original. And uh, uh, any ES game that is very close to my heart, but I never want to replay it again, because I know it will be shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a game and you know where I'm going with it was a game called a boy and his blob
0: oh man there was the remake on the Wii as well
1: is it any good I've been scared to play it so
0: a boy and his blob is really good if you don't mind having a walkthrough to stop you from getting stuck so I'm convinced all right that nowadays we're spoiled with modern game design because nowadays we know Mm -hmm. how to build a good tutorial we know how to teach a player how to play games we know how to uh like implement proper difficulty curves so that people can continue to be challenged and rewarded as as their skill levels progress like we know how to do this now as an industry but at the start it was like the wild west it was like games where you had to like find a random piece of information that would be like how the fuck is anybody supposed to know that and a bonus blob has a wee bit of that. And there are a few parts where you can get stuck if you don't know what you're yeah. doing. So if you don't mind getting stuck, and be, right, the best way of playing it, all right, is for me now, and, you know, take the take the legality of this way, whatever way that you can, the way you can, is, is they get an emulator and use save states a lot. And if yeah. you get yourself stuck, uh, two or three times don't be afraid they dive on. they walk free and it's actually uh, still holds up as a really really good game but it just it just I, it's a wee bit rough around the ages in terms of like you know how, when and how it doles out it's like information to you. yeah but it is it is really really good and the more you play it the less you'll need to check in on it I, I played it probably about two years ago And got through it without too much of a headache. And I the last time I played it, I think I was about five, so it doesn't really have a wide lot of like memories of it. Do you know what I mean? Do like keep it going. It's not like playing Mario World again, we just still know it like the back of your hand.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about going back to it, but I have the fear I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. You know? Well, do you so know do what? Even that, even I've if you remembered. find
0: out, even if you find out it's not good now, nothing changed. The fact that you really liked it back then, because yeah, there's plenty exactly. of games I played now, and I'm just like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" That's terrible. Like, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, it was still a huge part of my childhood, and I still enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? So, then nothing can take yeah. that away.
1: So, I think um, this is a beautiful segue. If we're talking about classics, this is a beautiful segue to one of the main topics we need to talk about this week right and that is nintendo and the online expansion pass and the whole debacle shit show that has gone down
0: i didn't know what was happening right so let's just i don't know if I, i i vaguely think we did mention this before on the podcast and uh if not and for the benefit of any new listeners we'll mention it again but we, we have a, a family pass for Nintendo Online and every yes. every year I get a random message to my phone saying I've been added to a group chat for Nintendo Online. I get told they transfer X amount of pounds into your PayPal and I send it under the PayPal and I go, there you go, sent. And then everybody gets removed from the group chat and we don't see each other. We don't, we don't chat about it again for another year. It's the most efficient yearly transaction that i think i have I, I have bar setting up a fucking direct debit it's just it's like clockwork every year just a wee message daniel has added you to group uh, money for fucking switch online or something and <laughs> that that's top, it top. so we did that Expert. probably about a week ago or something week and a half ago mm-hmm. and i got a wee mm-hmm. message daniel has added you to group chat switch online I was like happy days and you says transfer x amount to february still once and if you don't that's all right you know, don't worry about it. Same same spiel every year. I was like, "Happy days, that's grand." Me and me and Tash are still good. I'll transfer you. X amount, transferred across AR, and away we went. And everybody got removed from the group chat. And I was like, "That was that was good there." And then about a week later, I got out of the another one again. I was like, "What? What the hell happened?" <laughs> like the I was like, "Why am I in another fucking group chat? What the hell is this? <laughs> this is this what what happened?" And then you were like, "N sixty four games. It's happening. This is a crap." And I swear to God. You have been the biggest Nintendo rep. You, you sold me oh, on it, like you were like, "Oh, it's oh gonna be. It's got this. It's gonna be worth it. It's class." My sister has sent me a few messages about it as well. She was buzzed because, like, she was playing. Like any time Ocarina time comes out, she'll play it again. So she was buzzed and she was texting me about it as well. So, anyways, tell me all about it. Tell me, tell me about so it because I know the, I know my opinions on the controversy, but tell me all the crack Let, and, and so, enlighten everybody.
1: I, uh, you mentioned the group chat. It's just funny because people forget. So the way it works, the family pass is that you are like. So I'm like, it's it's kind of like Nintendo believe that I have eight switches, and in my family, they all have switches. So you share the online goods. Basically, you're you're like you're like Christ walking in and giving away the wine, turning the water into wine.
0: Uh you turn like, one switch what? online into like eight for all else. <laughs> That's how it works. There was <laughs> one switch like and, and Daniel said let there let there be switches. And then let there were and then switches there, let, And then there were <laughs> and then the switches all connected at the same time. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> uh
1: and but how like, is that that boy we've seen driving through uh Craig Garden last week? Uh no <laughs> uh,
0: What the fuck's <laughs> that I I hear he's uh, I hear you selling switch online.
1: So um but everybody does it, and even Nintendo know. So, it's it's a far better thing, right? It's far better. So, but it's it's funny because people forget that they're on the Switch Online. So, as you say, randomly once a year, I'd pop up, you'd be out at, you know, Walmart be out or you'd pizza, be out there.
0: or I'll be out, yeah, in flesh you, and you'll blood you'll or something just,
1: like that, and you know, having a romantic with your girlfriend, I pop up behind the cha- I pop up behind the hedge, Hi, hey, Switch Online, hey, give me more. hey, eye.
0: Switch, hey, it's it's time. <laughs> I just see you standing with <laughs> money in the bank outside my window, just
1: ready to cash in. No, what's Daniel doing? Oh, he's looking for his online payment. I'm like the dole um, or like a debt collector. <laughs> give me your day. four pounds. It's just the so Life, death, taxes, they, they, and
0: switch online.
1: They, they, so they announced. Uh, so, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So our online always renews every late September ish. Aye. So I always create the group chat like a week before saying, so listen, it's. It's it's very cheap. I mean, for an online membership for the year, it's like thirty or something. Like it's, each it's thirty five. Quite all on, but it's like four pounds something. All right, and everybody's quite efficient. They send me the money, and I just renew it on. Cause for some reason you can't do it. It's only the person who set it up, which is weird. Yeah. So um, so I just go on and I just buy an all year. That's all I do. Boom, done. Forget about it. I just have a Google Calendar alert. But then Nintendo did a direct. And they said, oh, we're bringing out an expansion pack, um, which will have N64 games, and it will have Sega Genesis games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there's an extra cost. But they didn't mention the cost on the on the Direct, which I went, okay, it must be included anyway. But then they came out with like a blog post a week later saying, oh, no, there's a price. And if you already have an active membership, we'll take that into consideration, and we'll discount as a whatever. And here is where the rage lies. Um, So then they came out another week later and said a year's membership. Now, for context, a year's membership now for an individual is like 20 quid, 21 quid. Right. Um, They upped the price to 55 quid. So if you want to play N64 games and Genesis games, you have to pay an extra 30-odd quid. Um, For Family Pass, it went from 35 quid to 70 quid. So quite the jump, quite Mm. the jump. And again, just... So, here's where I want to talk about, and then there's more about this fiasco as we go on as well. So, as a guy, or as a, a guy who had a wee... And then when they first announced the Wii Virtual Console, do you remember this? I oh, fucking it up. Every I week. We oh, shop We Shop Wednesdays. Wednesdays? Oh Wii I We Shop old old. We shop Wednesdays. That that Wii tune. Did, 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 did. what a tune. Amazing. Um I love We Shop Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. I I literally would go to game or EB, sorry, and buy Wii points. Do you remember Wii Points?
0: Ah, you got the and Wii card on
1: top up. Just ah, you know, what what's coming out this week? Oh, it was all oh, it was great. It was so good, and N sixty four games were then were like a tenner, eight ninety nine, ten ninety nine, Some, something like that. Something like around that, and they around that, 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 that. Right there. So when they first announced the price, I kind of justified it in my head. Being the fanboy that I am, I was all, yeah, it sounds expensive, but you know fifty quad, you know, that's five N sixty four games. And if you were to buy them physically, it would cost you more fifty quid, and then, you know, they're going to add more titles as it goes along. So it's no, as it worth it. And then people were texting me, complaining about it. But the people who were texting me, complaining about it, were people who don't have switches and have no intention of using the service. Yeah. So I didn't really engage with them because I want. There's no point. You're just being negative for negative sake. It's Aye. like complaining that you don't have you don't have a dog show. in the fight exactly so I just went yeah I just went you know I, I almost kind of go to the mall saying oh I'm on day one and you know just to try and wind them I up just, more I, I like just don't want to laugh way. with I, I hope there's a physical audition of an online service <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that just talking shit but for context I was all on because N64 anybody knows me n 64 is my that's console. just the way to your hear heart like my char keys has an n64 controller at the end of it It, i just love n64 it's my console um we did a podcast about i think it was episode four or five and i talked about it for about an hour so if you wanted to listen to that check it out It's, it's it's there it's there it's in the archive um so i even purchased the new n64 switch online controller because uh, I was like, I have to have it. 40 quid, it cost me, Karen. 40 quid. It was didn't sold out whenever everybody. I tried to get under it too, how was yep. raging? didn't even think about it. I went, click, buy, done. Um, so, so I was all, even before, you know, before all this hate started, I was, I was like, I'm on that anyway. So, I I am looking at this very much roast into classes, but then, however, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, very close friend of mine, who isn't in our family group. Believe right. it or not, controversially, because he was very late to the Switch game, and he loves his Switch. And when they announced Switch Online Expansion Pass, he he was texting me whilst we were watching live. He's all, please F Zero X, F Zero X, please, because that's his game, that's his jam. Right. And he has like four copies of it. He has a sealed box copy and everything. He's hardcore F Zero X. Just loves it, and, just. Uh, they announced that FCOX is going to be added later, and right. literally once it was announced, he he like squealed at him. He's oh my god, I can play this on my Switch, I'm so happy, and I we're, you know jubilation, brilliant. But I didn't again. I, I go on. I didn't really think, and then I go on. Yeah. But then he he messaged me then, and he was devastated. He's oh, this is awful. This is so bad. And then I actually conversed with him and I was all, what do you mean it's bad? And I was was telling him, sure, it's a 10-hour game, really, blah, 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 He was, but I only want to play one game. And they're not letting me buy a month's pass. I have to buy a year. I have to pay 50 quid for one game that I can play upstairs. It's really not enticing. It's really not good. And then when I was speaking to him and I realized, you know what, this is actually actually a guy who's planning on using the service. This is a guy who's actually... You know, he's all on on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know, you know what? And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, take your fanboy hat off. This is fucking awful. It's actually awful. There's no choice to buy the games at all. So you can't go onto the eShop and go, I want to buy FCOX for eight pound, ten pound or whatever, and I own a permanent nope. You have to buy a year. So for context, we were very fortunate because I think for us to upgrade to the, the expansion packs. And our family group that was like four quad each. It right,
0: wasn't So much four
1: quad, a drop in the ocean. You spend more on a coffee. Right. Um, but for people who aren't in a family class, they're getting proper proper shafted. So was it? What are your thoughts? My
0: my opinion has actually changed whilst I was listening yeah. to. You. So okay. At the start, when you first said about it, I was all 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 for it. I was like, you know what. People people don't like it, but, you know, when w- people pay for Xbox Live Gold or whatever, probably Game Pass now, but, like, people paid for Xbox Live Gold and they got a couple of free games every month. Do you know what I mean? And a lot yeah. of times people would just be like, oh, it's class, and then you would download it and you'd never play it. And then boom, PlayStation Plus, you know, you, you would pay for it and you would get a bunch of games and it, it was about 50 odd quid a year or whatever it was 60 quid a year to play online you got a bunch of games and you were like mm-hmm. I, I you know you again you would just download them maybe you play them a wee bit or one no maybe the odd one but you wouldn't really you wouldn't be like hanging off every game on the service but then my mind changed whenever you said about uh the fact that you can't buy them individually mm-hmm. and i was thinking i was like do you know what if, if I went around to somebody now and I was like, do you know what, I'll tell you this game on Game Pass, oh, it's brilliant, it's like, it's class, you should play it, best game ever made just for you. Like, people would be like, mm-hmm. somebody would be like, oh, yeah, it's class, but I don't really want to buy Game Pass. I don't want to hang, maybe they've already used their free month or whatever, and they're like, I don't want to pay fifteen yeah. ninety nine a month just to pay it for a month, because that's the only game I want to play. I'll just go in the shop and buy it for a, know, a tenner and then they buy it, and they own it, and then they play it, and blah, blah. And then I was sitting thinking, I was like, do you know what? That's true, because the content's not gated off. It's a more convenient access. Because the whole, right, there's so many subscription services out there that create, have you ever heard of, of the sunk cost fallacy? Never. Right. So the idea of a sunk cost fallacy is that if you can get somebody to part with, even a small amount of money, they will feel more connected to something because they've spent money on it and are more likely they spend money again on the same product. Yeah. So if I turn around to you and I go, hey, morning, you can come into my, you know, game house, fun room, my fun, amazing experience, all right? Whatever it is, just insert whatever cool thing in your head here. And you come on yeah. and you go, ah, sorry there. You saw a bad on. You're not really going to care. But if I turn around and say, "Hey, it's a tanner on," but uh, if I give you, if I charge you a pound, they come on for like an hour, and then you pay the pound and come on for an hour, you're more likely they pay again because you've you're you feel connected to the fact that you spent money on it. Um, what do you call them? Any any uh, subscription services? work off the back of this all right so how many times in your head and maybe you haven't but maybe you have how many times in your head have you worked out that if you pay x amount a month for something that you go Mm. oh if i play x amount of games or if i buy x amount of things then it then it'll have paid for itself yeah do you know that whole idea so like
1: there's some shops that well, well well well, we do that constantly every week. I think nearly every hour week we're talking about Game Pass I and mean, shakers. Sure, you're going to pay fifty pound. You might as well pay for Game Pass.
0: Aye, and so the whole idea that people have in their head is that they turn around and go, "Oh, well, I'm paying fifteen ninety nine a month. So if I play, if I download and play two games, then that'll make it worth it for me." Then no, because that I'll have I'll have spent less on Game Pass than I did on, you know, on on me on this service. But yeah. for for a sunk cost fallacy. They work. Then the just trying to figure out how they word this if I sound like an idiot for the sunk cost fallacy to work, the object that you're getting has to be available at a more expensive price outside of of the you know the access that you're paying. So yeah, the games have to be or the games that you're paying a monthly subscription because essentially what you're doing is you're paying a monthly subscription for a discount. Right, when it comes to PS yeah. plus or something like that. And mm-hmm. for for that discount they make sense, you have to uh the the games have to be available for a more expensive price. Yeah. Outside of it, so that you can look at it and go, hmm, instead of paying fifty pounds for the game, I'll pay fifteen pound for a month's game pass and download it for free. And now all yeah. of a sudden you're in the ecosystem and you spent 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. £15 So you're more likely to use the service because you've parted with some money. However, Nintendo isn't working like this. There is no sunk cost fallacy because Mm -hmm. the games aren't available outside of the service. At that point, you're just gatekeeping. And and they are well within their rights to do so. They can turn around and go, we have games. We feel like people will pay every month they play them. So we're going to charge people every month they play them. However, you have to understand that some people who want the piecemeal the service are going to be annoyed. Like your friend who only wants to play F Zero, yeah. like yeah. that. There's no option outside of that for them to just play F Zero. So yeah. it just—I don't know—I just think that it's a wild backwards business model. I just think it's not the best idea. I mean,
1: we 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 discussed many times here on this podcast where you know are Sony the bad guys or Xbox you know was Game Pass a bad thing, but. I mean, uh, uh, Nintendo's practices, man. Hey, it's uh, it's just uh it's just so backwards. It's uh, they beat, they really beat to their own drum. Uh, It's and you know what? The likes of me don't help when I like. I'll be the first to Like I dropped forty pound on a N64 controller before, like before I even knew the price. So I knew I was all in anyway. And, you know, and I'm not the only one. They sold out within seconds, as you said. Oh, I um, I, I wanted on that day, the, and I didn't get one. Nintendo could release a frying pan tomorrow. People would buy it. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, that's the kind of business structure that they have. Um, it's almost kind of like... It's, it's probably the only business structure I've seen. And I don't think there's any other business that, out there now that could get away with what they do so much. And this is not the first time that they've kind of piss people off. Well, they do but, it all the time. Yeah. So the so so the service launch went live there yesterday. So if you're listening to this Friday, it went live there. Sorry, on Tuesday. So four days, three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of complaints uh, online about uh, input lag. Now, I've used the service for about two, three hours. I haven't hard-coded done that because of work working everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm using the N64 controller. Um, so a lot of complaints online are stemming from um, the Pro Controller or the Joy-Cons wirelessly, that there's input lag, um, and the, the sensitivity... Uh, is too high on the analog stick. So when you're playing like some Majora's Mask, it's very difficult to walk around because it's almost like walking on ice. Right. So there's a lot. There's a lot of complaints there. The with the N64 controller, I can also say it works perfectly. But that shouldn't be the case. I shouldn't be. It should work perfectly for everyone. Yeah. You know, Nintendo. Are emulating these games, yeah, on the console. Like they're using a form of their own emulator, so surely this can be tweaked. And our another complaint stems from that you can't remap buttons, so the button the button layout is. I ha- I haven't done it, but I've seen images on it. So for some reason, so you know, in the on the, the Switch controller, you have Y X A B. Yeah. So you have the top top two and the bottom two. For, for some reason, the very very top button on the switch controller which i believe is x that's Mm -hmm. c down right why is the top button c down and and it can't be changed it can't be changed however on super mario 3d all-stars that came out on the switch last year the 25th or 35th anniversary yep it works on that. You know, it can be customized there, but it can't be customized on the Switch online expansion service. Right. So I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Why do you have a game on a Switch cartridge that works and then release a premium service where the game doesn't work? Well You're literally charging your customers a premium to access this premium content, this exclusive content only you can get access to. So the likes of my mates who can't, can't justify purchase, well, Nintendo opened the door, come in here, the VIP section, but you're getting fucked over.
0: So here's here's so, the problem with it.
1: With it with so the sorry, I, I'm going to go on there right before you finish. My final point is I'm loving playing it, I, but I'm using the N64 controller and it works seamlessly. But in order for me to Attain that, I had to pay £40 extra. So, the likes of you, or the likes of your sister, or the likes of my mate, who also on, they're going to play in there, they're going to dabble, and they're going to have control issues. And they've paid the upgrade, fair enough, they, che- they've che- they paid the cheaper upgrade because they are in the family pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then, if, if I didn't have, let's just say I missed out on the N64 controller, I'd probably be sitting here now do you complaining, saying, no, Oh, uh, it, it works horribly it's not worth it but yeah. I'm not saying that because I have an N64 controller and I know I'm in a very small niche she has an N64 controller but I had to pay 40 pound so if I didn't pay that extra 40 so if I didn't pay more money again
0: Aye, you'd be locked out of the, the experience the yeah. way it was supposed to be done
1: Ex- exactly so it, it's, it's bullshit I'm calling them out I'm a Nintendo fanboy but it's bullshit it's not acceptable and it needs improved. So that's my stunt on it.
0: I'm just double checking here. A hundred pounds on eBay. No way. A hundred
1: pound. See I see on that actually. I um I, I said this to my wife the other night when I was playing the N sixty four. You forget how uncomfortable that controller is. That is not an ergonomic controller.
0: <laughs> no, as a... because when when you go
1: when you come when you come from the Dual or the Xbox controller, we have made strides over the years. Like yeah, when you left the, uh, the when you left the N sixty four controller, when it came in the post the other day, it, the excitement was real because again N sixty four is my stick. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of my favorite things, and actually recorded it. I'll show you the next time you're up. I handed the controller to my daughter. Now my daughter is sick this weekend. Happy birthday baby. I know you're not listening to this, but I love you loads. Oh. Um so I handed her the controller and uh she didn't know how to hold it and it was literally that thing you know you see those YouTube videos like how do you put a VHS tip on the machine. Yeah. She she was like, what is this? Alien technology? All right, this foreign <laughs> madness like, like, like what it the hell is this? It was just so cute and it was so funny. Um, but oh my god that's such an uncomfortable controller. What? My God my, What's on the
0: back of it? You no, the slot for, oh, like, the The, f- the future. <laughs> the
1: future's on the back yet?
0: Like, because you can't no, use rumble
1: a- packs or anything? And controller packs? Well, it's got, it's, it's got bold on rumble. Oh, right. So it's got bold on rumble. It's So do you know where your memory card expansion rumble Goes on. pack? You know, that's just covered up. All and right. on the top of it, you have a screenshot button, and then you have a home button, and then you oh, have Oh, you hear extras, button. and I... yeah. Um, but it rumbles and everything as well. Um uh but it, and they're pulling them a nostalgic thing, I will say, playing an Ocarina again on my HDTV because we touched about this three weeks ago, four weeks ago about we loved love to moderate uh you know, N sixty fours. And get them on the H D T V. So it's great they have this, you know, it, it is great. As
0: a stopgap before um, true hand N sixty four H D M A.
1: Um, but um they 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 just need the They need to fucking up the game, and if they're a hundred quid, yeah, like I, I, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to buy it because I knew it's going to be such a collector's item as well. I know they're a hundred quid now. I can honestly say probably when the switch is then buried, they'll be worth more. I really do think that. Oh, Um, I definitely. What's your stance on it all? So,
0: uh, the controller's been 100 quid. It's just everybody, I mean, whenever there's something that's scarce, people are going to, and it's a sought-after yeah. item, you know, the price is going to go up. That's just the way it works. But, yeah, uh, and I do hope they make more because, you know, I, I, want, I want one. And if, you know, I'm not really wanting to pay 100 pound for one, but, you know, if, yeah. if it doesn't, if they make more, then I hopefully I'll be able to get on and get them. But the problem mm-hmm. with the services, and this, again, brings me back to, what I was keen on about earlier on, and just, the more we talk about it, the more we think, because as I say, I've changed my mind, as we're doing this section, so, like, I'm, I'm sort of roughing a wee bit as well, but, whenever you really sit down, and think about it, all right? what, what would you say, like, an N64 game, is, is worth, now, not in terms of like, the cartridge, or like the historical, sort of whatever, but like, the game itself now, digitally, on, Let's say one must they release on Steam, like a third-party game. banjo Kazooie came out on Steam. What would you say that that would be worth? Do you know what I mean?
1: So, 8 quad, 7.99, 8 quad? I'd, I'd
0: be around there as well. And the thing is, is that we have to ask ourselves that question because there is no marketplace now. If you think about it, there's no real marketplace that we can go to to look that up. But if, yeah. I, but if, like, let's say all those games that came out on PS Plus we were talking about earlier on, you could go on the PlayStation yeah. Store and lock up all them games and see what their what they're, the asking price is at the minute on the digital marketplaces. And yeah. you could go, oh, yeah, right, that all adds up to £120 or whatever. And, right, so it makes more sense. You know what I mean? But because there's no way of actually yeah. knowing, then it's hard to say that the... 60 or 50 quid or whatever it is for the yearly switch is worth it to you because yeah if I was to sit down now and I was to look at N64 games, well like we were there, we played them, we understand the fun of them, and we're not put off by the graphics or anything like that. So we're like, aye, that's worth it. But like, what is that really the we we Jimmy who got a switch for his birthday and he's nine and he once they play a game online with his mates, play Fortnite or something. I don't know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. what's what? What is? So, really, what they're doing is they're selling that to us people who already know yeah. what the value of the games are. So, really, at that well, point, the, I mean, I, it's just, I, I, I don't know, it just—I know it just—it sits while we. And I'm just—I'm exploring the idea out loud here. I—I yeah. I don't really have a conclusion, I, but like, it's just wild well, strange. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a wild well, strange thing. They just increase the price for stuff that people who weren't there what? aren't going to care about. Like, who gives a fuck about Streets of Raids who's under fucking 30? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? Well,
1: well on that, this, the, like, on that, um, you triggered the a fault there. I mean, I would look at this as, like, like, it's hard to believe, you know, but there's going to be generations out there that have never played on 64 games. The, the, Nintendo should be looking at this as a way like, like this, is our, this is our vault. This is our... This is what our heritage, this is what, you know, this is our first 3D games ever made. And, you know, you've you probably seen videos online where people, like, find an N64 and they flick it on, the go at night and they're like, oh my God, you're all, oh, and they're playing, you know, that four-player split screen. You know, like, it's almost, like, it's a thing of the past. And, you know, Nintendo should be introducing this as a you know, this is like oh, this is for us, yes, but this is for a generation who'd never played Ocarina of Time. Mm. Light Out Wars, Mario sixty four, Blast Corpse, Majora's Mask. I could go on and on. Like Nintendo sixty four had a, a small, small library, but what a fucking library. Do you know it how I such a go
0: Do you know what just happened? Oh, do you know how I would have sold yeah. them games? It just happened yeah. me. As amiibo yeah. I would have had it that you, if you bought the fucking Link Amiibo and you scanned mm-hmm. it on, you unlocked Ocarina of Time. Or if you bought the Pixel Mario and you scanned it on, you got the NES versions of Mario 1, 2, and 3. So then what happens is... And and it still works like an Amiibo in Smash Bros. And, well, really just Smash, whatever fucking other games that Amiibo work on. But then at that point, the it becomes... I'm a product with multiple areas of value. So now if I want NES games and I'm like, Oh, I love NES. I fucking want to play Ocarina of Time. Amazing. And I go and I buy myself an Ocarina of Time link amiibo and I scan it on. I'm like, yes, got Ocarina of Time going to play it now. That's class. That's added to my switch. And, and if I'm, if I'm 14 years old and I'm playing smash brothers and I want to play as link and I want an amiibo, I don't care about Ocarina of Time, but I'm still going after the same product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now the product itself has multiple areas of value because Nintendo have a, 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 a fan base or a user base that span multiple generations. So you can't, if you're Nintendo now, I think what you should be thinking about is how can I create products that appeal to everybody and not just different areas of our fandoms because Switch yeah. Online, the fa- the upgrade kit, nobody who's under thirty is going to care, and nobody who's under thirty is going to pay it. Anybody who's mm-hmm. getting a free NES game added or some free Japanese game that's just got its first, you know, English patch or whatever, it's like, who who cares? Fourteen year old Fortnite, you know, Melissa's not going to care about that. She just wants to play Switch. Do you, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So at that point, that's what I'm saying. I think Amiibo would be the key there. You know. I think if, if Nintendo yeah. released those games as on Amiibo, and let's face it, you know, you don't even have to really put any sort of data behind it. It's just a case of like, oh, you scan the Amiibo and it like, you know, if it's like paired to your console or whatever, it like unlocks the game. Yeah. Like, because really, again, it's a value thing because the games are going to be worthless to people that don't know what they are. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the way they sh- I think that's the way it should have been done, you know? I think they already had the solution uh, there.
1: Yeah. And on and, and Amiibo, you triggered a of And again, this, mo- this is mo- bashing Nintendo week, but you know what? It's completely justified. Uh, I love Amiibo. I'm I have. I'm surrounded by Amiibos at the moment. I have probably about seven 80 I don't have them all. I only buy the ones that I like. It's my role in my head. Um, it's a strange role, I know, but it's a role. It's my head, so it's my game. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. um. I wanted the Skyward Sword Zelda Amiibo, and uh, now uh, Amiibos are notoriously $12 to 14 dollars and between that, and I've been so used to paying 15 quid, and it was the first Amiibo I ever went, no, I'm not buying it, because you're, you, as a company, are mocking me as a consumer, and I can see it, and I, I'm not happy, and I'm actually going to vote with my wallet. Unlike the N64 controller, I actually said no when it came to the Zelda Amiibo because the Amiibo itself had Zelda and the bird, you know, the blue bird. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this Amiibo. Um, if you want to Google it while I'm talking. Oh, no,
0: I, I might see it.
1: I? Uh, Nintendo were charging 30 quid for it. Right. And their justification was there's two characters on the pod. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off! It's, it's like a twenty-seven ninety-nine.
0: It's a chunk of plastic. Sure, it was two fucking yeah. characters on the on the Duck Hunt Dog one as well. Yeah, and, and there was and four the in the fucking Mister Gaming Watch.
1: Yeah, like so. Fuck off! I know nope. My stuff. Uh, so I and it's now sold out, and they're going for as you say for about a hundred dollars. That's like it's going like, to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, no, no, I'm saying no. I'm fucking off. I really wanted it, but. And it be one of them things, you know, if it was given to me and it was a present, I'd be a raging that I've had it because I know that person's paid the money for it as well. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should have been the same price. Um, you know, we used to work for um, Maplin and we always used to say Maplin charged so much money and made so little sales but they made massive profits where if they sold things at normal prices they would make more sales and make smaller profits but have a consistent profit. Yeah. You know, as you uh, as you say, the Amiibo thing is a great idea, but it's the wrong company at the helm. Where they deliberately scalp their stock. They, I mean, they try, they they control their stock field. Like, the the Wii was sold out for what six years, and I was orchestrated by Nintendo, orchestrated completely. But speaking of PR disasters, we have one more PR disaster to go to
0: before before we move on. Just they just they they finish up a wee tiny point about. The uh, my idea of uh, Amiibo games, like games being on Amiibo, it's not actually something that's too out of the realm of possibility because it's not my idea. Do you know who came up with this idea? Who? Hey. Nintendo. They've done this before. You could buy cards back for the original Animal Crossing and... And if you scanned them in on on your Game Boy Boy Advance, there used to be a wee card reader add-on for the Game Boy Advance called the Nintendo e-reader. If you scanned them Mm -hmm. in, it would unlock full versions of playable NES games in Animal Crossing. So it's not like they haven't done this before. And it's not like they haven't done an Animal Crossing game now. So that's what I'm saying.
1: on the GameCube version of Animal Crossing, you used to be able to find, uh, do you remember, you could just find cartridges and you could play the full game then. Aye. The reason on, they did that, that was house. because
0: the e-reader was only released in America, but in our version, we needed a way of getting it so you could get it through, like you could win it through like Tom Nook's lottery, I think, in game. You could like unlock, you know, some of the games or as you say, you would find a few of them lying around, you yeah. know, it was like random events, but then there was a few of them that were exclusive to the e-reader over in America as well and, like, Super Mario Brawlers, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda was, I think, was either on it or going to be on it at some point, but, yeah. like, all and all the data's on game, because, you know, you can't update all these old games, but, like, yeah. it's, that's I'm saying. It wasn't me came up with this idea. This has been done before. Uh, so, they, yeah. I just think that this is the way they should have done it. They should have just harked back and been like, hey, remember we did that e-reader thing? Well, a final yeah. Animal Crossing update, we're going to add, you know, a NES and a SNES and a GameCube, and you can scan your amiibo and you can get the games and lock all the amiibo are back in stock for you to buy them and unlock these games. That would have been class, but
1: instead, that would have been violent. Instead,
0: PR disaster. But as you say, you've got another PR disaster.
1: So, moving on, bash Nintendo. We're now going to bash CD Project Red, Kieran. Yes,
0: <laughs> I'm enjo- I, it's so, actually really therapeutic. And I'd, let's let's do
1: this. So, CD Project Red had night. They confirmed that the PS5 and Xbox Series X version of The Witcher 3 and the Cyberpunk are coming this year. Promised us multiple right. times. Multiple times. For the, they've com- reconfirmed it and they doubled downed and everything. Then last week, it was rated. You know that ESRB? ESRB, yeah. That The Witcher 3 next-gen version... Uh, it was rated by the ESRB. And it was all over Twitter. People were like, is this going to shadow drop today? This patch is going to drop today? And people were so excited because The Witcher is fucking excellent. Um, 24 hours later, it passed. Uh, Cyberpunk or CD Project Red obviously got a whiff of it and and released a press statement uh, with the typical you know the, the letter saying that uh, both Cyberpunk and The Witcher have been delayed until mid-2022. Why? For uh, you say why? My question is: Why did they even announce it in the first place? Mm. The only company has done this right, and this has uh, gone on for so long. Games are announced too early. I've been Aye. saying this Do you mind for Watch years. Dogs? So, yeah, Fucking like Jesus. Oh, don't get me started. Like, for example, that PlayStation still play there. What? Well, f- Three weeks ago, hmm. or not? Sorry, three months ago, or whatever it was. They announced Spider Man these days. Uh, they announced Spider Man Two for the PS Five. I can guarantee by the end of 2023 that game still won't be out. So they have announced a game that's at, at least 28 to 30 months away. Why? Why? The only company that did this right in my recent memory, and right, was Bethesda with Fallout Four.
0: Uh, fuck do you mind that oh my god I've right. never I've never been hyped for a game like that
1: Jesus big man fucking what you call him again what's his name uh, Tom, Todd Howard no, Todd Howard came out on stage showed gameplay this is up here you do this you do this you do this uh, look at all these teaser trailers you do this it just works brilliant oh by the way it's out in six months I and people fell,
0: lost shit. Oh, I fell off my seat whenever I see it. I was like, this is amazing. No, I love Fallout. And I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, this is, like, I was waiting on it. But at the same time, because, you know, you and you hear rumors all the time. Oh, Fallout 4 is coming out. Oh, you know, it's because Todd one time held up four fingers five years ago. And so, Fallout yeah. Four confirmed and all, and people are making up their own rumors. And you hear some rumblings, and you see some job listings on Bethesda, and it's like, oh my god, they're hiring and all, my good god. Yeah. And then they announced then that I Folly Four is coming out, and as you say, six months. I was like, oh my yeah. fucking god, this is amazing. This is class, and it gave me time to get hyped. Every interview he did, I watched it religiously. Every yeah. piece of teaser content, I watched it. I was I was going under this thing completely saturated. I had seen every yeah. image, every PR statement, every trailer, every gameplay hang, 40-minute gameplay hang. No baller. Watch it twice. Cannot get enough of it because I knew it was coming soon because yeah. I knew I wouldn't have to wait long. I knew I wasn't building myself up to nothing. But yeah. whenever Watch Dogs turns around and goes, hey, look, we're, we've came up with a game. We're thinking of calling it Watch Dogs. Uh, anyways, it'll be out, uh suppose, when it's done. I think that was at like, what was it, like four E3s or something?
1: Oh, it's crazy. It's like every Should year you? it was like, oh, Watch Dogs going to be
0: here this year. And then you see another half a trailer and you're like, all right, happy days. <laughs> and by the time uh, it came out, you were like, all right, I knew about that. Who fucking cares?
1: Uh, uh, no no one cared by the time it came out I mean I, I figured I had a hyped launch and it died very quickly um, but in saying that like, I'm going to contradict myself now but best to have done the opposite now with the next Elder Scrolls they announced Aye. Elder Scrolls there last year they I seen a the mountain Elder Scrolls last year a mountain uh, and a 3D just, uh,
0: model of of a of an old lady who plays Skyrim
1: that's all yeah, I've seen what the fuck is there for me to get excited about and they're like oh it's our next Elder Scrolls game but that game's not going to be ready for another 10 years. Right.
0: Here's the problem with that now, right? I, I'm, I'm going to get hot for Bethesda here now. Here's the problem, all right? Mm-hmm. If you announce the... Right. I'm going to put it. It's like horror movies, all right? Where right? I'm, I'm yeah. going to sit down now after this and I, me and Tash are going to watch a horror movie. Do you know what my favorite type of horror movies are? The ones that you don't yeah. see the monster. Because yeah. in your head, you'll make up the scariest thing yeah. you can imagine, the spooky monster that's hiding under, under the bed. But if me and you're watching mm-hmm. that film together, your spooky monster in your head is going to be different than mine in my head. And yeah, even yeah. because because nothing's going to be more convincing. If I turn around to you and go, imagine something terrifying, you're going to imagine something that's terrifying to you. It's bespoke to what mm-hmm. you want. And in that instance, that's a good thing because the instance isn't to yeah. show you something scary, it's to get you scared. But whenever mm-hmm. it comes to something tangible like a game, like an experience that's locked in, if you turn around and go, Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out lads, hey we're working on it that allows everybody to come up with the best Elder Scrolls game in their head that, that they can yeah. think of and none is ever going to live up to everybody's expectations However, exactly. with Fallout 4 as you mentioned, straight away it was out, teaser trailer, every other week. I swear to you, I was swimming in content Every week, new mm-hmm. teaser trailer. Every week, new thing. I didn't have time to make up a Fallout game in my head because they were showing yeah. me one that I was going to get really soon. But whenever you Certainly. turn around and go, Elder Scrolls, that's all they need to do. Confirm it exists and that's it. No. But why do they do it? I I honestly have no idea. I, I There must be some business stock reason or something, but I genuinely can't think of any reason why that you would want to do it. Why would you want... They have people hyped about your business and your company, yet not have something to sell them. Because that's the point here, is they have something to sell people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like when the way we run, and this is obviously on a completely different scale, but like the way we run, like say pre-orders on, on uh, like say, New Card Games comes out through PukaPukaGames.co.uk. But say whenever a new set comes out, there's a new set coming out now in a few weeks, all right? What we'll and for Pokemon, what we'll do is we'll get our numbers confirmed, all right, hundred percent confirmed. We'll then now it's all in the background. We'll get our numbers confirmed for how many we're getting as opposed to how many we've ordered. Then what we'll do is we'll turn around and we'll go right. We'll we'll pre-order out sixty percent because in case any of them get lost and you need to, you know, put something on, and in case a forklift goes through the side of some of them, that you know what I mean. You never want to sell hundred percent of your. You never want to pre-order 100% of your stock. Only once we have all that in place, and I'll make up some promotional images and all this other stuff, only whenever that's ready will you turn around and go, pre-orders for this new thing's coming out. Here you can buy it. You can click on this button, head on, get your pre-order, and you'll, you'll have it in like a, a week, a week and a half or something yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? At that point, yeah. people know what they're getting. They can buy it straight away. They're, do you know what I mean? It's, there's no time they turn around and go, oh, pre orders, and uh, you'll get it in six months. And I don't know what the box art is, and it might cost this. So you might get a bit of money back, or I don't know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's too many unknowns. Yeah. You want you want to have it locked in. You have a product they sell people, and then you hype them up. They buy the product. Why would yeah. you hype up people and then not have? Because if you turn around and go, Elder Scrolls 6, and I'm all, yes, I've got my money right here. What do I do? Oh no, well, you can't buy it yet. You can't pre-order it. You can't do anything like it yet. It's like, well, why?
1: What's the fucking point then? Yeah,
0: like you're just yeah. getting me excited <laughs> over nothing. And then now I've
1: got a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, uh, and this falls back to uh, CD Projekt Red. The reason why they have announced this is because they've had such a PR shit show with Cyberpunk. So they they're doing this free upgrade for what you're free because that's their. That's their shining gem in their in their box, Aye. and they they want to make it shinier, so they're doing all this. and it's a free upgrade if you already own the game, um, and oh, we're going to have Cyberpunk on the next gen consoles, and that's going to be amazing. So they promise people, so they they promise people this is hap is, is to happen several times, for it not to happen, and they don't realize is yeah. that you know, the. <sighs> It's management 101. It's not really much of a mystery. I am a manager myself of a small retail shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm nowhere near comparing myself to these fucking massive, massive organizations. But I believe it's the fundamentals are the same. Yeah. Communication. Communication. Yeah. So if Mr. Manager Man says to his team creating said game, right, we want to have this out by Christmas, is it achievable? Unless you have a really bad team that are lying to you consistently, with which line of stuff you also need to manage. Uh, you know, why are they constantly doing this? Are they just making things up to, sh- to keep the fire away longer because they don't realize they're making a bigger fire? It's just, it's... They, they just need to stop talking. Because uh, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, you're just ruining it. Just Just stop, just stop. Just, you know what? And they're saying now it's coming. They put another date on us. They put another date on it. It's coming March 2022. Why? Why are you putting dates on it? Just say, listen, it's ready when it's ready.
0: I know. Just turn around and go, hey, Watcher, out. Fucking, It's the Watcher 3. What the fuck are you hyping up? Just turn around and go, oh, Watcher 3. When's it out? Fucking two
1: weeks. Uh, just it fucking, Jesus. cares? Like, and then, as you say, just, just shadow drop it someday then. You don't have to make a big like fanfare about it. Aye, it's not, about the, what you're it's doing, not the Witcher 4. Uh, it's the exactly. Witcher 3 again. Exactly. Just fucking release it. So, unfortunately, as much as... And it's, it's, not the, it's not the game devs' fault. These, no, these the people, people making the game, grinding. they're busting they're grinding. their ass under horrible yeah, conditions grind. because the yeah. company
0: is killing their public image.
1: Yeah. But Jesus, so, come
0: on. Like I've never seen a company murder their public image as much as CD oh, Projekt Red that.
1: That's a shame to see. It's a shame to see. And it will take a lot, a lot of time. Because Cyberpunk now, is, it's dead in the water. They could release a PS5 and Xbox Series X version next year. I don't think people care. No. They'll just go, oh, there's that game. No. Uh, I, I, they've had their window and they fucked up. You know, and I was I will I'll tell you I'll, I'll, I'll end my point and end the show on this point and then you can chime in then if you want. The biggest ball and I've said this multiple times The biggest balls in the room was last year when Phil Spencer made the decision to delay Halo Infinite Oh I that took the biggest balls. That's what Cyberpunk should have done. Because have you seen the gameplay trailer now of Halo? <laughs> oh, it looks amazing!
0: Oh, it looks it looks
1: phenomenal! And it how many people incredible. are how many people are angry? None. Nobody. Everybody's excited, eh, or at least eh, the general everybody's consensus. All, everybody's off. Fair play. Fair but play, but imagine they
0: released it and then we're like, oh, we'll fix it later. Nah. Exactly. That just goes to show you. You're you're, you're so right. Every time you bring it up, I'm like. It's it's the it's the perfect point. Like it just it did take just the the it was the bravest call that he could have made. Because as you say, yeah, then boxes were printed. Like Master yeah. Chief was on the box. That was gonna be yeah. the big system seller, the big holiday title. The whole thing. Let's get them out the door. Nah, yeah, they went. Nah, no, it's not. It's not ready because they know yeah. that that's a game that people are gonna play for. Fucking 10 years. I mean, that's a game people are going to play for yeah. ages and they're going to, people are going to yeah. come back to it. Kids are, maybe not kids, but like younger people are going to play it and it's going to be their Halo 2 or Halo, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be their yeah. nostalgic game. Like, we need to get this right because this is what builds generational support and not in like terms of video game generations, but in terms of like people. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is what builds support in the long term is getting mm-hmm. the key games right. And with Cyberpunk, like I'm looking to hear now, Cyberpunk was released on December last year. It's coming up to a year now. Yeah. It's just dead in the water. Nobody cares. Yeah, They could turn around now and go, oh yeah. Maybe they did, I don't know. Maybe they did announce that they fixed it. I just nobody's following it. No. It just came out. It was a dumpster fire. Nobody cared. It murdered their reputation. I remember seeing... Like I was at a, a, a game like trade show uh, and they were showing off Cyberpunk like before it was released and mm-hmm. everywhere else was doing demos. I played the Final Fantasy VII remake demo at it and they sat you down at the PlayStation. They put the headphones on you. You jumped right on a boss battle. Oh my fucking God, this is crazy here. Oh, it's Final Fantasy VII. You got your hands on, you walked away. You were starstruck playing this game. Cyberpunk mm-hmm. had a wee mini cinema that they had built and you... Yeah. Went over to a booth. You got a ticket, which gave you a time, and then you came back at, at the time slot that you were assigned. You went in, sat in the sweet cinema, and watched a developer play the game, and yeah. that and that was it. And I was like, "That's not right, there, like." And there was no photographs, yeah. no nothing. Like I was like, "That's not right there. That doesn't feel right." Yeah. And they me, then uh, the writing should have been on the wall whenever we were seeing stuff like that there at the start, but. Suppose they've made a rod for their own back now, like, I mean, look, now yeah. everybody looks at them and just thanks Cyberpunk. I mean, it just shows you you can spend an entire, you know, company lifetime building up good rapport with games like The Witcher and then just say, something like Cyberpunk happens and you just ruin it. You can cash all, all that goodwill in. As soon as you fuck people over, they'll remember.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think that's us. Is um, that us for this week? Uh, that uh, that is us. We I, ha- I did have a few other bits of breaking news, but the, our topics are so meaty tonight. I actually really enjoyed that one. We'll keep the rest for next week.
0: That's it. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. what it is. We we have some ideas coming into it, but sometimes sometimes the magic just happens, and you just got to get you just got to get into it. You just got to pick apart all the the as you say the media topics and get into it. But that's what we'll do. But anyways, we'll close off the show and we'll let everybody know that if you liked this show then uh, please leave us a rating or a review or a thumbs up on whatever platform that you're on. Uh, This podcast is available on all the major platforms out there, so uh, make sure to share it around or give us a like or a rating or whatever it is on the platform you're listening on. If you want, normally we have Q&A sections. Uh, if you want to drop us a question or if you want to drop us a topic or anything that you'd like us to talk about on the show, you can get in touch with us through the Anchor app. You can leave us a voice message by going to anchor.fm slash 1upcast or you can send us a message on Twitter. You can reach me at HarryAtomicYT or Daniel at Ferryman5000 or you can go to the 1upcast Twitter, which is 1up underscore cast. That's O-N-E-U-P underscore cast. But anyways, thanks for listening and we'll see you all next time.
1: Bye.